Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another episode of Just Sports with John today. In this episode, we're going to touch base back on the NFL, and we're going to specifically talk about the NFL AFC East. I'm going to keep this one a little bit short this time because in the AFC East, we do have two teams that are in bigger markets, so we won't be talking a whole lot about them. So we're going to focus more of our attention on the Buffalo Bills as well as the Miami Dolphins today. So let's get right into it. Uh, the theme that we're going to be looking at today is we're going to be talking about each of these teams and what they should basically do for the rest of the season as well as some other things here too. So we'll go right into it. We'll talk about the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills, uh, some of you might not realize, but they are the second smallest market in the NFL, the smallest being the Green Bay Packers. So they are the smallest. Buffalo Bills are the second smallest market. And there was a lot of talk about the Buffalo Bills at one point, maybe even moving or leaving for St. Louis or somewhere else uh, in the NFL. They were kind of lumped along with the Jaguars, a potential move to London so that there would be two teams there instead of one team. Uh, but the Buffalo Bills are going to be building a new stadium. Um, I'm not exactly sure when it's going to be done. I know the Titans are doing theirs. I think they're slated to try to get theirs around like 2026, 2027. I believe the Bills are somewhere in that front time frame of 2026 to 2028, I think, uh, is what I heard. So that's kind of exciting if you're a Buffalo Bills fan because that definitely means you're going to be or should be definitely keeping your team, uh, you know, brand new stadium to boot with that. And you guys, you Buffalo Bills fans, you deserve it. I mean, you guys are probably some of the more uh, core fan base in NFL. Uh, you've been there for your team. You know, you've, you've had to go through four Super Bowls, uh, not have one. I think you do have a chance, obviously, this year to make that happen. But uh, we'll get right into that. So as of this podcast, the Buffalo Bills are in ninth place in the AFC playoff race. So they're kind of right there out of the cusp of the eighth spot. They uh, need to keep running the ball and keep the turnovers low. They've won their last two games, so they've been doing a good job of that. It's good to see Cook. Uh, getting his run and getting you know them using him in every way possible, shape, form that they should be. And they need to keep doing that, and they need to get the other backs involved a little bit as well. Uh, keep him, not running him into the ground, but it is real key that they establish that. Uh, Josh Allen needs to play dynamic, controlled football. He doesn't need to put on the cape, be the hero all the time. I think we saw that earlier in the beginning of the year, uh, especially – in that middle part of the year, and they started falling apart. They kept just giving the ball back to other teams. This team plays best when they can run that ball, grind that clock, wear the other team out, uh, get the other defense to draw in, take the pressure off uh, You know the, the one receiver that you guys do have. Um, and they – you know, and they operate best that way. And then also when the defense pulls in and they can kind of go after Allen a bit, then, you know, it keeps defenders from being on the edge where Allen can escape uh, or Diggs can uh, get open in the middle of the field. So they got to keep that kind of thing going on with the run game with, with Allen's decisive running and not so much uh, sporadic, just running about trying to make a play. So I think as, as long as they do those things, um, they'll be okay. Who knows who the number two receiver is on this team? Uh, they don't seem to have one. However, that being said, I think they need to utilize the tight end more, uh, especially Kincaid. 
But now that Knox is back, they need to utilize those guys more to help spread the ball out to keep defenses from keying on Diggs or keying on Allen or even Cook. Because uh, right now you only have three playmakers. You only have Allen, you only have Cook, and you only have Diggs. Kincaid probably can be that other playmaker, but they need to get him the ball more uh, so that he can flash that. And I think once you get into that area of having like that many playmakers, you become a very, very hard team on offense to guard. It also takes pressure off your defense so that they can uh, keep running away. And they need to trust their defense and need to trust themselves and be better in situational football. So, you know, if you're getting down the field, uh, and obviously plays are plays. If you can make something happen, you take the yards, you get all that kind of thing. But at the same time, if if they're kind of grinding away at it, then grind away at it. You know, don't feel the need to push it. Just just grind away at it, get the first downs, play that situational football. You know, if you're in a good field goal range, kick the field goal. Just you got a good enough solid team. You need to play good, solid football and mentally good, solid football. Not just, you know, because I have Diggs and I have Allen means you got to throw the ball around all the time. Um, if two people are covering Diggs, use your tight ends, use your cook. So it, it's good to see them get back into it and win, it, win in their last two games. I think they've gotten the right formula a little bit. Um, it's a team that's defense is good. It needs to stay good. The biggest thing for the Bills is that coming down the pipes, they need to win all three of their last games. Now, I'm not saying they need to win all three or they won't get in the playoffs. Obviously, other teams can falter and they can get in by winning, say, two of their games, possibly even only one of their games. But to give them the best chance of making sure they get in, they definitely need to win all three. And the, probably what will end up being the most important one is that Dolphins, I think the Dolphins are the last game. And that's going to be a pretty big one. But all their games are very important, vitally important, because they're all AFC opponents. You have Chargers, Patriots, and Dolphins. And they should win definitely two of these three, and they should win all three. Um, they definitely are able to do that, but they, they have to beat the Chargers. They have to beat the Patriots. Uh, we'll see where they're at when they get to that point. So they may very well have to beat the Dolphins as well. Uh, the best-case scenario for them at this point is that, uh, you know, Either the Dolphins pretty much lose all the rest of their games, all three of their games, and Bills win theirs, or if the Dolphins win their next game, then uh, you want to have it where the Dolphins just can go ahead and lock in a spot uh, so that maybe on that last game they're not playing for as much. But uh, Bills put themselves kind of in a situation now. They are having to really need to win all three, get them to 11 wins. Uh, that'll most likely not only get them in the playoffs, uh, but get them a good seed. Uh, so they definitely need to do that. But I think they can. They they have a good enough team. They just got – I think they just got away from themselves a little bit. Uh, but we're seeing them come back into that. And uh, like I said, they should beat at least the next two teams, the Chargers and Patriots. But you Bills fans are going to have a good one on your hands with that Dolphins game. Speaking of the Dolphins, uh, they are surprisingly a little bit of a middle-sized kind of market team. Now, they're in a little bit bigger city in Miami, uh, but between the team itself and not having the greatest success, and don't get me wrong, uh, 72 Dolphins, everybody knows about that. The Marino area era, everybody knows about that, although they didn't win a Super Bowl during that time. But outside of that, it's it's been kind of a mediocre team. Um and so I think that's what's kept them kind of in that middle-sized market area is they just have not been able to 
vastly expand their fan base. And it is a little bit harder in Florida when you have Jacksonville Jaguars and Tampa Bay Bucks and a plethora of other teams outside of the NFL all vying for attention. So uh, they kind of remain that middle-sized team. Of course, Miami, you know, gets bigger all the time as well. Uh, but it, and the history outside of the 72 Dolphins and Arena has left much to be desired, which is what keeps them there. But we're here to talk about the Dolphins today. And they've had a great year so far and second place in the AFC as of today. So they're right up there. You guys are having a really great season with Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell. Uh, you, you know, you found a running back in a chain. You still got Mostert. And I think you saw Jeff Wilson, if I'm not mistaken. So got a pretty good, deep team in a lot of areas. Um, however, it's one of these teams that's got to stay healthy. Like you, you don't need to going down. We've seen what happens when Hill goes down. Uh, we've seen what happens when you've had to rely on all kinds of running backs and not have the continuity, although that led to a Cheney being in the mix and that being working out well for you guys. So it's, it's not all bad news, but it definitely is, it definitely affects the team when you don't stay healthy. So that's one thing the Dolphins need to do going forward is they got to stay healthy. That's going to be their best chance to lock down uh, position here. And we'll get to why that's going to be a real big key for them here soon. Um, they need to stay balanced on offense. We've seen at times where they just wanted to throw, 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 and only go to Hill or whatever. And it's like, all of a sudden, they get so many other opportunities to their team to plan, and they get beat. And you're like, really? This team that put like 70 points on the Broncos can't even score 15 today? And that's why. They they got too caught up in how they were running plays or, or being so good. I think I think when you have a guy like Hill and maybe even Waddle for that matter, and possibly even Tua, it's like I think they got their heads screwed on too tight, and they just – you know, thought they were better than everybody else at times this year, especially after that drubbing of the Broncos. And they kind of got away from themselves. So if they, they, they're they one of the teams that when you look at them, if they stay balanced on offense, it's it's very hard to cover them. you got a Cheney, which can do everything. you got Mostert, which can do everything. Hill, Waddle, uh, you know, even, even the tight ends okay. So, you know, you have to stay in like man-to-man or you have to go zone. And when you get, you can't really go zone this team because they'll just kill you. They know where to go. And if you stay man, you're probably going to get outclassed by a, a better uh, athlete. So they got to stay balanced, make the defense stay home, so to speak, and and not be able to pull these tricks on defense. So I think as long as the Dolphins stay balanced, uh, they'll, they'll have a good shot. Now, the Achilles heel for me for this team really is their defense. They've been kind of Jekyll Hyde. I remember at the beginning of the season that there was a lot of hope, more hope for their defense to be a lot better. And it hasn't, it's not been a bad defense, but it definitely hasn't been as good of a defense as it could be. And there's times where they play good. And there's other times you're, you're going, are, are we even going to stop them today? So they're, I feel like this team is going to go where their defense takes them. If their defense steps up, plays really good, keeps teams to 20 points, they're going to win. You know, it, it's hard to go up against a team with Tyreek Hill, Jan Waddle, and, and Tua. Again, as long as those guys are healthy and on the field, and Monster and Cheney, and not have those guys put up 20-plus points, and if their defense is stopping you at 20-plus points, you're not going to have much of a chance against them. But that's the thing. Their defense hasn't been doing that. Dolphins been asked getting – you know, offensively have been asked to be scoring points, scoring points, scoring points. 
I don't care who you are. It's like it just doesn't happen every game where you can do that. And so you do need your defense in some games to step up and keep those points low. So I think this team is a really good team, but watch that. Watch, you know, watch what happens with their defense. Now, these next three games are going to be a good test because they're against the Cowboys. I believe I have this in the right order. They're against the Cowboys, the Ravens, and the Bills. Those are all really good teams. And those are all teams that have generated certain amounts of offense that can be troublesome. Um, and that's, like I said, in a way, this is really good if you're if you're a Dolphins fan because you, you kind of want this test going into the playoffs. Now, the bad thing is these, you know, the Cowboys not necessarily are a rough and tough team, but the Ravens and the Bills definitely are. And that could beat up your team a little bit. So it was a little bit of concern there. Uh, but you might not even have to play a lot of your starters versus the Bills if you can go ahead and get things locked down in the next two games. So it's going to be really interesting for me to see what the Dolphins' attitude is, what their push is. I know the coaching speak is one game at a time and yada, yada. We've all heard that stuff. But sometimes I think you have to, at least as a coach, say, guys, we have to get to this point. We have to drive hard to this point because if we get to here, we're going to need this game to sort of retune, refine, whatever. you know. And that could be the Bills game, especially if you're locked in and nothing's going to change or matter at that point. But you need to win these next two in order to do that, in order to get you there. Um, you know, and, and that's something I think the, the Dolphins, I, I really think they can win both those games. I feel like the Ravens probably should be able to beat them. Uh, but, you know, the Ravens going to have their own issue and schedule lifts as well, too. But anyway, the Dolphins, uh, 10 wins right now. Uh, get another two, you'd be 12 wins, which would be really good. Locking playoff spots there i think over this next game if they win oh, mistaken so dolphins fans you guys are looking pretty good and uh should should have a good team and should at least win one game in the playoffs i i don't know if you'll win another i think that's just again going back to your defense it's all going to depend on what your defense will give you um and how that'll go so next two teams going to just talk about very little bit very quickly here they're in larger markets so we won't spend a lot of time on them uh new england patriots eliminated and the question there is, will Belichick be as well? There's a couple of reports saying that Kraft, Robert Kraft, the owner, has sort of already decided that. Um, and there's there's been a report or two that maybe it hasn't been. Maybe it will depend on these next couple of games. But I kind of feel like it is decided. I feel like they will move on. Um, it's been, what, four years now? And Belichick has not really had a winning record. And I think the biggest thing is the personnel decisions just seem to be awful. I mean, he's not getting in talent like they used to. And I don't think it has much to do with Tom Brady being there or not. I think it's a lot of it's drafting and a lot of it's just not getting free agents. And, you know, and then there's been weird coaching decisions, letting, you know, longtime defensive assistants go on the offense side and coach. And it just continuity has been bad. So it just feels like, you know, either Belichick's hit his mental end of just not being as sharp as far as how to make those decisions or something. At the very least, I think him and Kraft have to sit down and have a conversation about him not being the ultimate control of personnel decisions. And at the very least, I think you have to ask Belichick to 
well, you don't have to ask, but you have to have make Bilicek surrender that. And if he doesn't like that, then I think he's gone. So it, it's possible to me that maybe it hasn't been decided. Um, or that it has been decided unless Bilicek comes back to crap and says, you know what, I'll stay. And yes, I'll just not do the GM stuff. Uh, so I think it could be, you know, kind of a 50-50 thing where maybe they've already had an initial conversation and Bilicek said, no, I don't want to go at personnel. And Kraft said, well, you're not doing personnel. And Bilicek said, well, then I'm not coaching either. And maybe they'll rehash stuff over the end of the offseason. But for now, um, I think they will move on. And uh, I think it's a smart move to move on. Uh their other competition in their group there, New York Jets, also eliminated. And big questions surrounding Robert Sala, if he'll be let go or not. It's it's kind of tricky to me because, you know, you're really only looking at Rodgers having been there um, this year and what will be next year. And I, I don't think – I'm not sure if Rodgers has said anything about being there beyond that point, of uh, 2024 even. So I kind of feel like you might as well push the chips in. And ride with Salah. The defense has shown really good at times, and they're not all that bad considering the offensive woes either. So I would let it be. Uh, it seems like Rodgers likes him, and their defense has done all right. So I would continue with that. Now, what I would do is I think you got to eventually get rid of Nathaniel Hackett, but that's kind of stuff with, you know, to talk about in the off season. But in the meantime, so what, what should the jets do now? Well, one thing is don't play Aaron Rodgers for sure. <laughs> don't do that. Uh, you can't get this guy hurt. You have, I, I don't care if he's made the most miraculous comeback in the history of the NFL with being able to get back on the field with his injury. That's great. That's beautiful. That's, that's lovely. You know, trot him out there before the games, have them throw to receivers, let let the people, the fans watch them do that. And then as soon as that game start, your butt's on the bench, you're not active, you're down. And just just have him keep rehabbing that and he'll be 100% for next year. You know, um, there's no reason whatsoever to play in Rodgers, none, period. And they just anything, anybody that's thinking that just needs to move on from it. What I would do if I were them is – I started looking at some of these practice squad quarterbacks like Jake Fromm, Max Dugan, or EJ Perry. They're all kind of young guys. haven't really gotten their shot yet. They're on the practice squads at some of these other teams. And you've gone through every quarterback you've had on your roster pretty much for the Jets. And nothing, you know, none of these guys should even necessarily be there next year. I mean, Zach Wilson, I, you know, uh, Simeon, he's a journeyman that's been all over. He's, he's not going to be a starter ever. Just forget about it. So, you know, you might as well pull in a guy that hasn't had a chance. That's a young guy and, and just see, see if you want to keep him around for next year as a backup or, or third stringer. Um, they're just sitting right there for anybody to be signed. I mean, Jake Fromm had, a, had a good preseason. Uh, Max Dugan, I think did okay. Uh, Although I don't think he got a whole lot of attempts. I can't remember what E.J. Perry did. It seemed like he had did something too. That's why I put him on the list. But why not go after one of those guys right now? I mean, you cut Simeon. You could cut Wilson. Hell, for our, all anybody really cares, you could cut whoever, you know, on your team. None of, none of your other quarterbacks get anything done right now. You might as well try somebody that hasn't had a chance. 
at the very least, they're going to be motivated to play to get their shot. So, you know, why not? Um, and then just get ready. You know, I think everybody in that organization, everybody, all the players should not feel super, super horrible, but just get ready for some offseason coaching changes, I'd say. I think Hackett's got to go. Um, there's probably some other coaches that got to go. Uh, maybe the running backs coach, you know, I'm not real sure what's going on there. Maybe the trainer, athletic trainer needs to be done because it seems like injuries have been a problem. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, that's the AFC East. And like I said, we didn't spend a lot of time there this time around because we had some bigger markets in here. But I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, let me know if you want to hear anything about this group more in particular. And as uh, always, you can find my podcast on redcircle.com, Spotify, Amazon Music, uh, Google Podcast. Um, I think I might be missing one in there, but you can find it all on those. And you can catch me on Just Sports uh, with John Facebook page. You can make comments and anything you want to know. Anything you want to ask, you can put it there as well, too. And hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And as always, Just Sports. Take care.